Welcome, listener, to the latest edition of Michigan Soccer Central, your weekly dip into the world's game here in the Great Lakes state of Michigan. I'm your host, as always, Robert Kerr, here with you again on a great new episode recorded on the first week of March 2022. This week, I've got Oakland University Golden Grizzly Noah Jensen on the line following his professional debut at the Azteca in Mexico City. But before we get to Noah, we've got a few notes from uh, Michigan Soccer Central Socials. A little dip into the news here before we get into our feature interview. Uh, We've been retweeting a number of tryout dates for clubs as well as player signings for a a variety of clubs uh, at the different various leagues that play throughout the summer. you know, summer ball prep continues here uh, in late February, early March. And then once we get into May, all systems go for field action. <laughs> in big news at the beginning of the week, Detroit City FC had perhaps the quickest uh, cycle of drama uh, when uh, there was outcry and resolution all coming within uh, just a number of hours regarding a new shirt sponsor that was adorning the sleeve of uh, Detroit City's uh, debut uh, USL championship kit. But the, the uh, club, uh, listening to the uh, vocal fans of the side and uh, deciding to you know, take that uh, sponsorship off the sleeve of the new jersey, um, you know, listening to their fans. So really quick, they launched it. Uh, they had a party on Sunday night, and by the time people were home from work on Monday, the club had already withdrawn that uh, sponsorship deals that fans were not comfortable with. Uh, in other uh, Detroit City FC news, the Open Cup rec- a second round matchup with the Michigan Stars has been set. April 5th at 7.30 at Keyworth Stadium. The Open Cup returns and the two local professional teams here in Southeast Michigan will duke it out. Should be very exciting. This competition gives uh, our local teams a chance to maybe win their way uh, to maybe play a uh, MLS team or or a USL team that we haven't seen uh, come around these parts. So that is exciting. Uh, U.S. Open Cup has its its own fun mystique. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, go back through the, the Spotify uh, playlist there on Michigan Soccer Central and find the episode with Josh Hakala where he explains how the two teams got matched up and how the competition works in general. The uh, competition has been all around for over 100 years, and there's a new format going in this year. So uh, the second round coming in April is a, a whole new way to do things. And uh, another note there on the uh, Michigan Soccer Central social pages is the uh, National Futsal Premier League is uh, getting a bit of a dominant performance from Grand Rapids Olay sitting well on top of the table and Ann Arbor-based Futsal Factory also getting the win over the weekend. So with that said, be sure to check out MI Soccer Central across Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to get... Uh, 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 connected with uh, really the uh, the main information hub for soccer here in Michigan. So, let's get to our interview with Noah Jensen. 
Hello, listener. We're now joined by a player at a very unique and special moment of his playing career. Oakland University Golden Grizzly made his professional debut last week on February 24th, 2022, in one of the world's most famous soccer venues, no less. I'm happy to be joined now and welcome the Horizon League and Tournament Champion, as well as one of the newest players for Forge FC uh, midfielder, Noah Jensen. Thank you for coming on Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, so uh, we'll get down to it. You uh, had a a sparkling career uh, right here in uh, Southeast Michigan at Oakland University, and we'll get into all those accolades there and your your career there. But last week, uh, you made your pro debut. Uh, Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, to make your professional debut at the Azteca, it doesn't really get much better than that. And honestly, it's it's hard to put words to, but just the experience of being able to play in such a historic stadium against an amazing team was an invaluable experience. And it's definitely something that I will never forget for sure. That Yeah, it's truly remarkable. Uh, your team, uh, Forge FC from the Canadian Premier League, uh, we're competing in the CONCACAF Champions League, the Continental uh, Club Championship. Um, and you guys drew Cruz Azul, who play in the famed stadium, home of World Cups and some of the biggest uh, games in Mexico. Um, your side fell in the two-legged affair, but uh, you were able to come on and uh, play 20 minutes. Tell us about, uh, you know, just I guess the whole uh, process of, you know, going down to Mexico and uh, your your time and then getting into the game. Yeah, I mean, right from the, the beginning of the draw of the Champions League, we knew that getting Cruz Azul was going to be a, a tough matchup over two legs. And they came into Hamilton, Ontario, which is where we played them in the first leg. And it was, it was a very difficult game, which is what we expected. But we held our own. It was it was a 1-0 result uh, for Cruz Azul. And we knew that should we play well in the second leg, you know, anything could really happen. And uh, we went down there to Mexico with that belief. and. Um, it's tough playing at the Azteca just being such a such an amazing stadium with such an amazing crowd and the altitude there is something that we've never really faced before so it was tough for us to get acclimated to that and then going behind early was was tough to come back from but yeah I was really blessed to have made my debut again in such an amazing stadium and there was about 30,000 fans there so I don't really think that anything is matching that and uh, it's definitely something that I'll take with me going into the future, wherever my career takes me. So, uh, yeah, you came from uh, college soccer, stepping into professional against um, a team in uh, our probably you know the dominant league in the the hemisphere. Um, how did you feel? How was the level like once you were in the game? I mean, uh, like when I went into the game, um, it was it was a little bit towards the end, so there was definitely some tired legs out there, but. Honestly, uh, just the way I've been preparing myself this, this last month of preseason with Forge, I've, I've been ready for this challenge and I've just been awaiting my moment. So it's not like there was a, it was a big leap for me to get on and try to adapt to the game. I was, I was ready to go in and I was ready to kind of stamp my mark on the, on the game. And I'm excited to see what else I can do coming up in the regular season. In the fall, uh, for Oakland university, the golden Grizzlies, uh, won the Horizon League and the tournament. Um, I guess, what's the process from, from from the college glory there? What have you 
been through and what's the process been like to uh, become a professional in the Canadian Premier League? Yeah, I will say uh, coming out of college and making that, that jump to pro is a tough one because there's a lot of players that are good enough, but ultimately it comes down to you going into to a team in their preseason and being able to prove yourself in two to three weeks, which for some people is very tough. But Forge is an environment that I wanted to be in and I wanted to I wanted to play back home in Canada and being be a part of the league that's uh, up and coming in this country. And Forge provided a great opportunity for that. They're two-time Canadian Premier League champions and they're uh, a program that strives to be successful. And I think that's something that really drew me there. Um, their attention to detail is fantastic and it's it's somewhere where I really fit in well. And over preseason, you know, I, I worked hard and I, I earned my contract and I'm just uh, really excited to get going with them and excited to see how the season kind of unfolds. So your professional career is now in Canada. Obviously, you grew up there and played uh, high school, but you came uh, stateside to Oakland for uh, college ball. How was that process and that adjustment? Yeah, so uh, growing up, I knew that playing uh, college soccer in the United States was something that I definitely wanted to do. And I was very blessed to, to receive an, a scholarship opportunity to, to go to Oakland University because it, it was my only scholarship opportunity. And I was very grateful for the coaches at Oakland to, to take a chance on me and to bring me in. And honestly, I couldn't have asked for anything more over my four and a half years at Oakland. It was It was amazing right from the start. And I was given the opportunity to play and to prove myself and to, to show exactly what I'm capable of at Oakland, which, which was amazing and exactly what I wanted out of my college experience. So you were saying a lot of players have the quality to go pro, but it's just that, that, that first preseason. So what was it at Oakland University that prepared you to be able to make that pre, uh, breakthrough from a guy who's good enough to actually breaking onto a team? Yeah, going into my first uh, season at Oakland, um, I was able to play at a, an amazing uh, youth academy, Sigma FC in Toronto. And I think they really they did a really good job of preparing me for being able to take that jump into college soccer. And I think that being at Oakland University allowed me to just kind of be thrown into that environment and learn a lot about both myself as a player and as a person. And I was kind of able to adapt to the college game and uh, learn how to be effective in it. And just by being able to do that in my first preseason, it really set me off well for not only my freshman year, but the following years to come. And what is it, um, I guess, to iterate your difference, uh, what you were talking about, what, what's the, the, um, the little bit that uh, helps the players over that hump? What you said, uh, when, when you hit the camp, like what's the difference between those that, uh, uh, that are falling away? Oh, I think when you uh, when you get into a college preseason, there there isn't really anything like it before you have experienced it, and um, you just kind of have to take on things as quickly as you can and try to really put your stamp on on your position and your program. And for some people, you know, it's it's not easy when you're given a a shortened time period to to go out there and prove yourself. But I think it's something that I personally was was ready to do, and I was able to go in and do well and put myself in a position where I deserve to be on the field and to, to play, which again, really set me up for my remaining years at Oakland. Uh, moving to the here and now a little bit more specifically. Uh, so due to the quirks of uh, the, the CONCACAF champions league scheduling, you know, the, the, these two big games uh, at home and away in this competition, you know, came about five, six weeks 
ahead of league play. So you you made a breakthrough. You made a debut on 4JFC um, at the the end of that uh, that essentially preseason game. Um, so what, what what happens now in this four or five weeks before the Canadian Premier League season starts? Yeah, so we were we were lucky enough to be given kind of a month of preparation before the two legs against Cruz Azul, and I think it was very beneficial for us because there there was a lot of turnover from last year's team with Forge, and so it really allowed the new guys to kind of get involved with the group and get to know each other. And even though we were only able to play a handful of exhibition games, and then the the two real games, I think we learned a lot from those two games. And now going into it, we have five six weeks to prepare for the CPL season, and we'll really start getting going. Uh, when we're four weeks out and start up our proper preseason and hopefully take some things that we we've learned over this past past month and in the the two games against Cruz Azul into our CPL season and hopefully we can qualify again for the Concap Champions League when it runs again next year. Because they qualified for being the, the previous Canadian champions, correct? Yes, that you can qualify by either winning the regular season, the uh, the championship, or by winning the Canadian championship. So with uh, the the team and the league being um, pretty new within the last few years, uh, what were some of the teams you yourself from uh, Ontario? What, what were the teams, or what did what did you look up to when you were growing up? Uh, well, definitely when I was uh, when I was young and growing up, I mean everyone has their their idols and who they look up to. And uh, when I was growing up, my favorite team to watch was was Barcelona, and I just loved watching you know Xavi and Iniesta and those guys work their magic on the fields. But when I was getting to towards a, a higher level playing at Sigma FC and then going into college, you kind of, you kind of look up to the guys who are in a similar position moving on to the next level. And I know as a freshman, there was a, a lot of guys who were seniors getting drafted into the MLS who I look up to and who I looked into their game to kind of see what I needed to develop. And then now there's, there's even guys in the, my environment and my professional team who I look up to and I, I strive to, to be like, and I think my uh, progression over the years with being able to look up to some, someone has really, really helped me and it's pushed me to try to become a, a better player and a better person for sure. That's an excellent answer. Thank you uh, for, for relaying that. You got countless awards at Oakland uh, university. Uh, what, what about that side? Uh, I read your essay um, that I assume you wrote after uh, the 2020 season where you you guys had an excellent season and then were uh, you know quarantined essentially for the tournament. Um, it was interesting slice of time because in 2021 you went on to to, 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 to finish the unfinished business you wrote about. Yeah, I mean it, it was uh, it's definitely funny to look back on now. I was rereading that interview a while ago um, because, Really, after the the spring season, we we felt kind of hard done by. Um, we had done all the right things. We had put ourselves in a great position to be in the Horizon League tournament, and then all of a sudden, one day at training, it was just kind of all taken away for us from us because we had to to quarantine for two weeks. And I think that that bitter taste it kind of left a bitter taste in everyone's mouth. And you know, we wanted to get back in the fall and to to repeat our success and. Our season this past fall didn't really start off the way we wanted it to, but we were able to overcome a lot of adversity and to to start playing our best football towards the end of the season. And it it really rewarded us getting the regular season championship and the tournament championship. And that was something that I always wanted to accomplish at Oakland. And I was really happy to do it with the group of guys that I did do it with in my last season. 
And uh, it, it's it was interesting to, to to see that in the slice of time, and then knowing what you then accomplished uh, was was interesting. What would you say was a uh, could you can you? This might be a tough question. Can you narrow down uh, one thing that you'll ultimately take away from uh, your time in Metro Detroit? Yeah, I mean, I have to say that uh, my my time in, at Oakland was unbelievable and you know i learned so many lessons there about myself and um as both a player and a person that you know i don't think i'll ever forget but definitely being there for the COVID season and going through what we went through i think the one lesson that i'll learn is that you know you can't really take any time you have on the field for granted or your time in the sport for granted because you never really know how long it's going to last like we uh in our our spring season in 2020 i believe um was stopped kind of abruptly due to due to COVID. And then we went almost six, seven months without really being able to play structured football. And I think that really allowed me to to take a step back and realize just how valuable the sport is to my life. And yeah, I definitely will never ever take a moment on the field or involved in the sport for granted. How exciting to you is it that uh, Canada has its own Division One league now? I think it's amazing. I mean, when when I was growing up, uh, it was something that didn't exist and everyone was kind of looking forward to something like that potentially existing because the, the leagues in the U.S. are great, um, don't get me wrong, but it, you really do get a sense of pride, you know, playing in your, your home country and kind of representing Canada soccer in a way. I think for me, that's been, uh, that was a real pushing factor for me to come back home and play in Canada and this up and coming league that I believe has great potential. And I think the more young players with talent that we have coming into the league will only better it into the future and develop it into hopefully a top league in North America. Canadian soccer is having uh, quite a moment. And I thought about how your, uh, your team's first two games, uh, obviously we talked about the one at the Azteca, but your team plays in, in, in Tim Hortons Field there, and uh, don't get is uh, was the the home was that stadium the home of the USA versus Canada game uh, from the last World Cup qualifying round? Yeah, we were we were actually fortunate enough to go there and watch it, and uh, it was a it was a crazy game to say the least. Yeah, so I I I, I was that was my next question. So you got to watch it. So Canadian soccer. Uh, they're on their way to their first world cup since the eighties. Um, I think I believe it to be their, they're only their second ever appearance. If, 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 you know, unless something absolutely insane, insane happens, but, uh, undefeated in, uh, qualifying and just have, a, you know, th- probably the top, uh, team that they've ever had, like, um, what can you say about that? Are you have you did you ever root for the Canadian national team growing up, or like what was your relationship with it growing up, and what what about it now? I ha- I do have to say that growing up, I I did attend a lot of uh, Canadian international games, and honestly, like the looking back on it now, we can say that like the the level wasn't really where it should be for Canada, who aspired to be or is aspiring to be a, a top footballing nation in uh, in North America, and I think now we finally reach that and the Canadian team has done fantastic in qualifying and they're really they really are creating a lot of buzz around Canadian soccer and then for them to to be top of the the qualifying group and then for us that play these two amazing matches against Cruz Azul I think it's it's a really good testament to Canada soccer and how we're we're improving and hopefully continuing to 
to move on up and to to show other leagues around the world that we're a top quality league and a top quality country for football. Like I said, they're undefeated and on an amazing run and they beat United States without arguably some of their best players on the field. Um, to some, it seems like this team has gotten good out of nowhere. Uh, USA. I mean, it's, it was kind of, it was an awesome game in my opinion, because USA, I feel like the, there's so very few games against like truly teams at the same level. They're either playing uh, Central American teams that there's, you know, heavily favored in or when they usually play Mexico, they're like the underdog or if they play, you know, uh, international friendlies against uh, uh, larger teams that are the underdogs. So there isn't usually too many toe to toe. So even though they lost, I loved that that equal competition of like this this young team that's like on the ascent. Like it was just a, a, a wild game through and through, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was an amazing game, definitely to to be at. And uh, Canada soccer is kind of like the United States over the past couple of years has been developing, you know, these European players that are now able to play for the national team. And I think Canada is finally stepping up a bit, and they now have a team full of top level MLS players and also European players. And I think that's really boding well for them because they, over the years, I guess they've kind of learned how to play together as a team. And I think that that culminating with their their ability has been amazing to watch and it's going to be amazing to to hopefully watch them at the world cup would you say in canada like uh is it popular like mainstream wise or are people that are you know in the soccer bubble paying the only ones paying attention i think that uh it, it definitely does get a lot of support because people have kind of been been waiting for this for a while to have a a Canadian national team who people are proud of supporting and is very is a very successful squad. Like they they played games uh, in Edmonton at Commonwealth Stadium against against Mexico and then at Tim Hortons Field against the United States and they've sold out pretty much the whole stadium. I think everyone has just kind of been waiting for a team like this to support and that's why I think moving forward, hopefully the support stays and Canada soccer continues to grow. So when you were growing up uh, and you like you said the 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 the, the level wasn't. Uh really up to standard at some periods there for a while. Did you foresee them getting this good? Honestly, I, it hasn't really been until, until the last couple of years that, you know, I really thought of Canada as being a, a top quality uh, footballing country. Because um, as I said, growing up, like I'd go and watch their games and it was definitely a different time for soccer in, in North America. But for, for them to be able to turn what they had uh, 10 years ago into what they have now has is, is been amazing. And I think that it's just a, a platform for them to continually get better and hopefully do some great things going forward. Coming back to you a bit. Um, so how far away is uh, Hamilton from where you grew up? Um, Hamilton is about like an hour and a half from uh, my hometown of Curtis, Ontario. And, it's uh it's close enough that I've been able to to go home a bit and uh which is a luxury that I didn't really have living in uh living near Oakland so it's been it's been nice just to be back home kind of in the environment that I was in growing up and uh it's been very welcoming in Hamilton I've uh I've settled in well and every everyone on the team has been very welcoming so it's been a it's been quite an easy transition to say the least so you're there, uh, stationed in Hamilton, and um, like there, like I said, uh, there was a five six week gap between the Concacaf Champions League game, 
you played against Cruz Azul at the Azteca last week. And then uh, I believe the first or second weekend in April, you'll be kicking off the uh, Canadian Premier League season. What does a, a preseason, like what is your day-to-day in this uh, preseason uh, period? Yeah, so I think the, the preseason period we had going into these uh, two games against Cruz Azul and going into the season will be similar in terms of schedule, but probably slightly different in what we want to get accomplished. And so, you know, we get it in the morning and we, we eat breakfast as a team, which you know, I think it's always important just to, to build camaraderie with all your teammates. And then we, uh, we get into, into the gym, do some, some pre-training uh, activities, and then we're out on the field for two hours, two and a half hours sometimes. And, you know, it's all, it's all with the purpose. You know, there's some fitness in there. There's some tactical things in there. But, you know, I think the, the big thing at Forge is they just want to see us play and they want to see us continue to, to develop every single day. And I think that's, it's been a, a very good quality that we have. Um, and I think it will only bode well for us going into the CPL season, having, you know, now almost three months under our belt together. And I think that will, will set us apart from the other teams. And I think it will help us definitely at the beginning of the year. For the listeners who haven't uh, had the opportunity to see you play in person, uh, how would you describe uh, your own game? I think that... Uh, I, I'm capable of playing anywhere in the midfield and that, you know, I love, I love passing the ball. I love keeping possession of the ball. And I think that my qualities in possession as well as attacking are, are definitely exciting to watch. And I think that I'm capable of producing, you know, goals and assists and, you know, the stuff people come, come out to watch. So I, uh, yeah, I definitely think that uh, I'm excited. I'm an exciting player and I'm capable of uh, producing goals and assists. So um, the team that you're heading into has uh, been had, you know, like you said, two-time champion, I believe you said, Forge FC. Um, they So they have been very successful in these early stages of the Canadian Premier League. And I think that uh, at this moment, uh, the Forge FC is actually the most local uh, Division One team to uh, the, the Metro Detroit area. So it'll be interesting to see... Uh, if uh, we we could get some uh, Michigan bandwagoners on your side uh, to, to 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 maybe make a long trip to to come see you all the way over there, yeah, I know I know for sure some of the the Oakland men's soccer guys are now turned into four FC fans. So hopefully hopefully some others follow follow them and uh, can hopefully come out and see a couple games at Tim Hortons Field. Yeah, that, that's funny. Uh, um, that's super cool. I, I'm uh, in the background. I don't uh, follow too much, but I've seen. Uh, there's a, it's, it's an eight team league. Uh, and I believe there's a, a ninth being added in Vancouver. And, um, it's really cool that, uh, you know, there's something growing there to, 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 uh, our East and North neighbors. Um, what do you think the, the, the ultimate goal for the Canadian premier league is? Are they, are they trying to get like a 20 full team league? Are they trying to, you know, really grow things or do you think it'll, you know, kind of be a, a, just a handful of teams for a while? Yeah, I mean, I think right now the, the CPL is definitely in the building stage, you know, kind of similar to, to the ML, how the MLS was when they only had six or eight teams in their league. And I think the, the CPL really wants to get to a point where we're continually adding expansion teams, which, I, as you mentioned, there's a team in Vancouver that's getting added. There may be a team in Windsor that gets added in the coming years. But I think they want to get to a point where um, we can develop the, the North American model that uh, the MLS has, where we're, we're kind of 
separated into two conferences and we have enough teams that you know it would be a, a similar size to the to the MLS and I think that's that's definitely an end goal for the CPL but in the in the short future I just think that they're focusing on adding these expansion teams to to good cities that will will support their their local teams and I think that will the that will be a very good platform for the CPL to grow on going into the future. Uh, I would uh, be in support of a, a team in Windsor. That'd be pretty wild. So that would be a uh, maybe a, a natural rivalry with uh, Hamilton being, you know, just across the the province, and then it'd be just interesting being right across the river from Detroit as well. Uh, exciting things to to think about uh, in the future. Um, one more thing before I wanted to ask you another uh, uh, more personal thing. How much influence does, uh, you know, Toronto being uh, MLS team based in Canada, but, you know, plays in the, the, the American domestic league, essentially, how much of a reach did they have outside of uh, Toronto? Um, so like a, a team like Toronto FC, um, uh, you can kind of see over the, the past couple months, there's been some guys who have made the jump from the, the CPL into Toronto FC specifically and to, to some of the other Canadian MLS teams. And I think right now these uh, these Canadian MLS teams are kind of setting the standard for what the, the Canadian Premier League clubs want to become. But I, I can tell you that I don't really think that we're far off because, you know, we compete against them every year in the Canadian Championship. And I think it's only... It's only going to be a matter of time before, you know, the, these teams in the Canadian Premier League are right on the same level as these MLS clubs. Now that you say that, I do recall, uh, was it last year or the year before, that Vancouver fell to a uh, Canadian Premier League team, I believe, I remember. Yeah, this, um, that was this past year. Uh, Pacific FC beat them, and then uh, Forge FC played against Montreal Impact, and they took them to penalties and unfortunately did not come out on top. Those are, I mean... Uh, Team, uh, playing uh, tournaments across leagues, I'm I'm always uh, a big big proponent for. I I love all uh, FA Cups and the Open Cup and anything that that pits teams that don't really get to play each other all the time. I'm, I I like to see across across league affiliations. But um, back to kind of your soccer story. Uh, you said that your your family was big into taking you to national uh, league games. Uh, how did that all come about? Did your parents? you know, play soccer or your family was just a, a soccer family in general? Uh, I think, I think growing up, my, uh, my family definitely put me in, in a lot of sports just to kind of figure out what I liked. I mean, I played lacrosse as a kid. I played hockey as a kid. I played baseball as a kid. And I think the one that really stuck with me was soccer. And I wouldn't say it's because my, my parents really pushed me towards it, but I think it was the one that I was the best at. And so after I kind of, uh, chose that my parents were in full support and did whatever they could to, taking me to any practices that I needed or even have the opportunity to go watch Toronto FC when they were first starting up or to watch the national team play at BMO field. And I think those experiences were, are definitely useful to me today and they kind of helped mold me into the, the person and player that I've become. In your uh, soccer career, um, what's been uh, the favorite goal or moment so far? Uh, favorite moment was definitely winning the, uh, Horizon League tournament against Cleveland State at home. Uh, I think it was something that you know myself and my teammates had uh, had wanted to do for so long was to to lift that trophy, and it was amazing to be able to do it on our our home field at Oakland. And it's definitely something that I'll never forget. But uh, in terms of my favorite goal, um, 
again, it was probably in the fall. Uh, we were playing against Northern Kentucky, and we needed to win to to clinch the regular season championship. And I was able to score in uh, in double overtime for us to to win on golden goal, which I think was a pretty special goal for myself and for our team. No doubt, no doubt. I can't imagine uh, uh, anything more uh, dramatic. Or uh, how, how, I mean, were you able to sleep that night? No, not even the night before. I remember I was rooming with my close friends uh, when we were in Northern Kentucky, and we had we had both been on the the Oakland team for for four years, and we were kind of like you know like we got to this point, all we need to do is win one more game, and then for us to to win in that fashion, I just think it was an amazing experience, and yeah, it's definitely something that I will never forget. Unreal, unreal. Well, uh, Mr. Noah Jensen, midfielder for. Forge FC in the Canadian Premier League. Um, congratulations on your success so far and all the best to you uh, tearing it up in the Canadian Premier League. Yeah, thank you very much and thank you for having me today. It's been excellent. Thank you, listener, for tuning in to another episode of Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. My name's Robert Kerr, and big thanks to Noah Jensen and coming on the show. I really enjoyed talking to the young man. Uh, really excited to see uh, how he kicks on in the Canadian Premier League just to the east of us here in Ontario. Uh, thanks to all of our guests on the show. Um, really, the, that's really what makes these episodes is the uh, the great insight and perspective and experiences and stories that uh, my guests have been able to bring on. So thanks to all of them. Be sure to check that out. Go that back in the playlist there on Spotify and check out our podcast. I think we're at about... Nine months worth of content hitting an episode every single week. So very proud of that. And thanks to my MSC core team members for helping me put these shows together. Couldn't do it without you. And big thanks to Jenny Hajnaki for editing the program as always. So as uh, the little kids soccer seasons start to get underway, uh, I know a lot of people are feeling more confident about going to pick up games and maybe registering for maybe some uh, summer league. And, uh, uh, you know, soccer, I think, might just be back to full speed here in the summer of 2022. So until next week, everybody, thanks once again and enjoy your soccer.